Welcome to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast, where we are going to overcome our fears, doubts, and insecurities. I'm your host, Felicia Wallace, and I would like for you to join me on my journey to slaying my own self-doubt, and hopefully you slaying some of yours as well. Let's get started. Hey now, welcome to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. I'm your girl, Felicia Wallace. Um, First of all, I just want to say thank you all for your continued listening, your sharing, your subscribing. Um, We reached 3,000 downloads last week, and I'm super excited. I'm very grateful for the progress that the show has made and just the people that I have been able to impact and the comments and the DMs and the emails and the messages that come back to me. Like, it's a... consistently reminded me that I'm on the right path. So I just want to just let you know how grateful and thankful I am because every day is a struggle. Every day is uh, difficult to kind of put yourself out there. And I think that that's, you know, kind of what I'm doing because this is real life me. Anybody who knows me in real life knows that what I'm sharing, what I'm talking about is legit me. So we're still in this imposter syndrome because I really feel like that as I've been looking into it, I think that God uses the things that we struggle with to be able to help other people. And once I realized that that's what he was doing, it was like I couldn't let up. Like I wanted to talk about something else, but he just kept saying, no, you got to break this thing down because it's not people don't necessarily know what they're doing so to speak and I don't when I say that you don't know what you're doing in the fashion of like you don't realize that you're doing the things that um you are doing like even if you don't think that we we talked about you know last week like minimizing your worth and your value you may not see that you're doing that and it may that may or that may not be you but there's other things about imposter syndrome that could be you and I couldn't just talk about one thing without talking about the other so the two things I want to hit on today are um, being self-critical and comparing yourself to others so the first thing about self-criticism y'all know so one of the things that this thing has done um which is I had to just stop and like thank God because I remember when I first started my journey in um leading small groups uh one of the things that I was nervous about doing and I guess this is the part of the imposter syndrome of thinking that I couldn't do it um was I was like I I can't be no leader of no church group like I don't even know the bible right and I was just like I couldn't even tell you what certain verses are I have no idea and you know I remember my coach at the time was just like yeah, that doesn't even matter. And those things are important. Like you are meant to do this. And so you're going to do it. So three years later, I have been, um, God has put people in the group that if a Bible verse needs to be, um, brought up, somebody else does it. It's not necessarily me, but when we're doing as we I've been doing this imposter syndrome I realized that he is pushing me to like really get down to the deep part of it and so he's having me to look the words up like okay we're looking up self-criticism and then or even and then comparing what the bible says about it and I'm like oh my goodness I'm like really stuck and I can see it and so I just had to have that like that moment of like revelation like you just never know what God's doing and so Even if it doesn't make sense in the beginning, trust me, it will all come together later on down the line why he has you in a certain position or a certain relationship or a certain circle or a certain job or a certain whatever. Like nothing is done 
for no reason. Like he has everything under control. So anyway, self uh, criticism or being self critical. So uh, Wikipedia says self criticism involves how an individual evaluates oneself. Self criticism in psychology is typically studied and discussed as a negative personality trait in which a person has a disruptive self identity. So we all know that we are can be self critical. Like if you don't think that you can you trust me, you are like, we all are self-critical because it's easier for us to, hmm, what's the, what's, it's easy for us to like tear down ourselves. Sometimes we do it as a, um, as a defense mechanism, right? So you may say something about yourself just because you don't want nobody else to say it. Right. And you, we shouldn't do that. Of course, that's the first thing that you shouldn't do that, but we're self-critical in ourselves and how it, it relates to imposter syndrome and like pursuing your purpose or starting your business or whatever it is that you want to do is that when you're self-critical, like you're hardest on yourself and then you're nitpicking what it is that you can do or what you can't do. So for instance, for me, like I just shared, you know, I didn't think I could be a small group leader because I didn't know Bible verses. Like I disqualified myself before I even started. And sometimes what we do is, is that we'll tell people what we're not good at, right? We'd be like, Oh, I, you know, somebody asked you to do something. I mean, I'm not really good at that, but if you want my help, you, you know, you can do it. And so what we do is we put ourselves in this box without even knowing that we're already like tearing ourselves down piece by piece. I know a lot of women who do it about their figures and about how they look. We see or we think that something is a certain type of way and it should be a certain type of way or the world defines what beauty is. And it takes us so long as women to realize to be comfortable in our own skin. But in the beginning, we're critical. Our hips too big. And, and, you know, being a, you know, full-figured black woman, like uh, my hips too big is, you know, my butt too big is, my lips too too large and, you know, things of that sort. Or, you know, wearing my head natural, am I going to be looked at a certain type of way? Should I keep myself a certain way? Because it's like, and we cover ourselves up. We do certain things to not bring so much attention to things because we are critical because in our brains, we think that people are being critical to us and for the most part it's probably not happening but it's all in our heads and what that does when it comes to what God is calling us to do sometimes is that we're so critical of ourselves and what he wants us to do that if we made a mistake in the past or we're not you know we all are we all are we're born into sin so as soon as you're born you 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 have sinned right and we're not perfect we're not gonna no one is perfect like that's not it's not even able to even happen, right? So that's not even a thing. Like you're never going to be perfect, but we are, we want to try to be as perfect as we can be before we do God's work. And the thing about it is that God doesn't want a perfect person. He doesn't want a perfect person to do his work because people can't see that. People can't see themselves in you if you got yourself all together. Like, again, when I started the the podcast, I was very much so like, okay, I'm going to wait until I lose the weight, until I'm not insecure about my insecurities or wait until this looks right or that. And it's like, okay, nobody can relate to you, but if you being fluke, nobody can relate to you if you're not being truthful about the things that are real about you. Like 
I say all the time with my face, my face is crooked. Like maybe you don't notice it, but I do. It's there. I can't pretend like it's not there. So me pretending like, oh, you know, everything is so great and grand. The other part is, is that God still hasn't taken it away and he may never take it away. So if I'm waiting for that thing to be done before I move, I may never go anywhere. Right. So you might as well just do it with what you got on top of the fact that, we know that God and Jesus died for our sins. And so because of that, the things that you are critical about, the things that you do worry about, he's already said, lay, lay your burdens on him. Like he give it to him and he'll take care of it. Like you still have to do the work. You still have an assignment to do. Even if you don't, you know, when we were in school and you're taking the test or you're learning or homework or whatever, you may not be confident that you're going to get an A in that subject, but you still do the work. It's the same process. It's the same thing. Even if you're not comfortable, you do it in your discomfort. So I did look up some Bible verses um, to kind of help us uh, help us when we are being self-critical, just things as a reminder. So when you are feeling guilty and when you are feeling shameful about what it is that you've done, the mistakes that you've made. Um, Colossians 2.14 says, he canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. That in itself should be like, thank you, Jesus. Like he canceled the record. Like, have you ever, for real, have you ever been in a situation where your record has been canceled? Have you ever been in a situation where somebody gave you grace and mercy and you did not get the punishment that you deserve? You think about the times that your parents growing up, like you should have gotten something else. They know about it. They seen it, everything. And they say, just go to your room or, you know, this was that, like, leave it alone, whatever the case may be. Like, those are the things, that's what we have to remember, that he has already taken on what it is that we, he knew what we were going to do before we did it. And so banging our heads against the wall or feeling bad and feeling sorry for ourselves because of the mistakes that we've made or the lessons that we continue to keep running back into. And because, you know, we're not learning the lesson and we keep doing it over and over and over again. He already knows this. Um, and he knows that we are going to do it again. And he, not that he wants us to, he wants you to know that you don't have to keep doing that. So being self-critical of yourself and, you know, focusing on your negatives or what you think is negative is not what he wants you to do. Um, the other thing that was very much so, um, important to me was just like, God loves us unconditionally. Like he loves us so much that he gave his only son, like, he loves us so much that he sacrificed his own. Like, I can't say, like, I have two kids. There's no way I could. I, I don't think in my human self I could ever sacrifice my kids for anything. I was just having a conversation with my husband today about uh, just this transition and, like, we talk about it often just to make sure that it, we're clear about, you know, what the next steps are. And, you know, at the beginning of this, I had no end time about, you know, how long this was going to take. I've always said the same thing, you know, whenever God's ready to move me to the next thing. And so he kind of asked me, like, when do you, um, when would you feel uncomfortable about, you know, and when I say uncomfortable, like uncomfortable about like having being just one one income or whatever. And I said, when it affects my children, like I can go without I can 
I don't need cable. I don't need, you know, whatever. Like I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I know why I'm doing this, but if what I'm doing starts to affect my kids and I'm in a position where the sacrifices and the choices that I want for them and those things have to be altered because of a decision I make, I don't want to do that. So this, I just, I, I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. So there's no way I could sacrifice my kid for something for other people. I'm not even willing to make the sacrifice for myself, let alone have like, they be the sacrifice for the world. Nah, bro. Um, I'm, I'm not that strong. I, I, I can't do it. So, but I think that if we remember that that is the reason why we're here and that God forgave us. We He's already paid the price. He loves us unconditionally. We can't do, he's waiting for us. We're not waiting for him. He's waiting for us. Um, the second thing about, you know, um, in this whole imposter syndrome. So another thing would be comparing yourself to others. So comparison is the act of evaluating two or more things by determining the relevant characteristics of each thing to be compared and then determining which characteristics are of each are similar to the other and which are different and to what degree. So we all know what comparison is. You go and you compare quotes on a car. You compare, you know, whether or not you're going to buy organic lemons versus regular lemons, which, by the way, the organic part is the pill, right? Like, I'm I'm confused because I'd be like, if you're not eating the pill, Ain't the inside the same? I don't know. Somebody DM me, send me an email. What is the difference between, so I don't eat a lot of fruit, right? So I get like organic, like vegetables, like greens or spinach or kale or stuff like that. But like stuff that you got to peel off, like, I don't get it. I'm I, like, I legit be confused. Like if you're not eating a peel, what's the difference? I don't, I don't, I just somebody tell me, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, that was so random. I, Lord. Um, but when we compare ourselves, so where it becomes bad and imposter syndrome is when you compare yourself to others. So last week is when I was telling you how I was talking to somebody and they were saying how, you know, they're get ready to go into this business venture. And they were concerned about whether or not where they were was enough for in comparison to the other people. Now that person wasn't saying that they don't think they good enough or they don't think that they could, but they compared their, uh, their tenure basis, someone else's tenure. Right. And they were trying to figure out whether or not it matched up and whether or not it would work. And, the reality is, is that we still don't know what those other people went through, which is the same thing I was saying. Like, we don't know what it took for somebody else to get to where they are. Most people say, oh, I don't compare myself to other people. And it's a lie. You do. Like, you may not outright be like, you know, oh, man, I wish I had. Uh... So, for instance, right, my um, my podcast coach is a. Uh, is big in the podcast world. So it's Nikayla from Side Hustle Pro. Now, I could look at her life and be like, oh man, she left her job three years ago and she's doing this and she just celebrated 2 million downloads. She was just on a Today Show. Like she is blowing up, right? She's done guest appearances and a lot of different conferences. And I could easily be like, oh my God, like common sense would tell us, right, that she's been doing this way longer than I have. So there is like no margin of for me to eat. There's nothing to compare to. Like 
I, she's been doing this. I've been doing that. Right. So it, we're on different playing fields, all of those things. However, that doesn't stop me from when I see those things happening, being like, man, what if I had started when I first had the vision? Could I have been closer than where I was? Right. Um, what if I did it when I first recorded, when I first started, I still was behind her, but would I be further along than where I am now if I actually did it? So some of it isn't necessarily like we're comparing ourselves to the other person. Like we want what they have, but what it causes us to do is it causes us to look at where we are and then say, dang, what if I had started sooner? And because I didn't start sooner now, I'm not going to get where she's going to be and because I didn't do this I'm not where she is what if I don't have um what if I never get that you go down this rabbit hole of all these what ifs and the reality is is that you just you're where you are I had to get out of my own head and I know a couple of people who started podcasts around the same time I did like actually launching them so like probably within like a 90 day period of mine and there some of them are doing like exceptionally well and others are you know are you know they're climbing up just like me and Sometimes I find myself being like, dang, how'd they already get? And then I have to remind myself that their journey is their journey. My journey is my journey. Why am I worried about what they doing? Why am I worried about? Because first of all, what they doing don't have nothing to like what their topics are, what their, who their um, listener is, who their, their, their journeys about. It's not my journey. So who I'm impacting is completely different from who they impacting, Right. And we have to remember that wherever God has us, there are people that he's sending for us. So if you are so focused on what the other person is doing and whether or not you're going to meet their standards and you're going to miss the people who need to see you, because guess what you're chasing? You're not worried about your arena. You looking over there, right? So you know how um, I used to run track long, long time ago. Now, child, don't even get me. I can't even run down, down the steps. Okay. But I would always remember. And, um, even with my kids, I tell my kids this now, like when they're my, one of my sons plays football and, you know, we tell him, you know, keep your eye on the ball. Like that's what you need to be work focused about. The minute you turn your head and you're looking at somebody else, you lose momentum. That's physics. Like when you're running track, if you turn your head, your, where your direction is, where your, your focus is, that's where you're going to go. That's the reason why you see runners like they're looking at the finish line that is all they're focused on it's the same thing with I've heard this plenty of times people have used this as an example um what uh horses when they race right they put those thingies like I think they're called blinders whatever the thing yeah I think they are but it blocks their peripheral vision so they can look straight so they don't get distracted by whoever's in the next lane your lane is your lane if you've been a lane to lane five why are you worried about what's going on in lane 10 or lane one mind your business like they don't have nothing to do with anything but you set yourself up and you stop your progress when you worried about what's going on down there. When you paying attention to what she doing or what he doing or what moves they making, you're missing the signs that God has for you. And God has signs for you that will tell you what it is that you need to do. That will keep you on the path to remind you that this is where you need to be. That you're not missing out on anything. The people that you're supposed to be impacting, the people that you're supposed to be talking to, 
those are the people that's in lane five. And so when we're talking about imposter syndrome and the things that God wants for us and how he wants you to move in this life, you have to not downplay yourself. Don't disregard your gifts and your talents. Don't be critical about what you can or cannot do. You know, if there's things that you can't do, learn them. It's so much information out here. If you feel like that you're deficient in something, go get it. Like use your resources around you. The other part is ask for help. If you really I feel like that you are not good in one area, you ask for help. It's nothing wrong with asking for help. Um, the other part is the comparing yourself to others is just knowing what God says about us. And when you know that God is telling you in Romans 12 to do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Like we are set apart. Each and every single one of us are set apart and we are perfectly and wonderfully made exactly how God wants us to to be. We don't worry about what other people are doing. We can't do anything more than what God has equipped us with. Like I've heard this, um, in several sermons from like my own pastor, um, at Zion church and, you know, elevation church and transformation church. Like basically God has already equipped us with what we need. Use what you have. You use what you have to get whatever message it is that he wants you to have. There's a burden on everybody's heart for something. There's something out here that, and usually it's your own thing, right? Like I didn't understand in the beginning, like, God, why would I be talking about, you know, self-doubt and anxiety and fear and all those things? Because it's something I struggle with. It's, It's my current struggle. So if I can be an example or be a resource to somebody else to say that, hey, I'm not going through this by myself. It's somebody else out here who's going through the exact same thing, just in a different way, but they're struggling and we're, we're doing this journey together, then I'm okay. Like, I know that that's something that I'm becoming more comfortable with that God has placed me here to be able to do that. Um, and so the last thing is Proverbs three, five through six. We know trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. What we have to do is trust him. Like one of my biggest things is, um, and you see the tagline, surrender, trust, and follow. Surrendering to him and giving it to him is all that we can do. He will work everything else out. If you don't believe me, like you just have to try for yourself. But what we can't do is we can't stay stuck in this box of trying to figure things out and it doesn't work. Like you've tried it on your own for so long you might as well give it to him. You have nothing to lose by giving it to him. Okay, guys, that's all for this week. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Remember to join the Slaying Self-Doubt community on Facebook. Have a great week. See ya.